so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, Definitely a podcast produced by DesignWorks right Group, celebrating people and everything sure, good in this kinda, world. You gotta go through, man. Uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on. I was born so I could end up where we all end up. When the race is over, return to the center. There is no way to mend up these broken What's up, pieces. everyone? We are listening to The Good. It is the week of February 17th. My name is Jared Van, sitting down with the old co-host, Logan Draper, who is looking super fly today. With his, his new sneaks. Just walked in and my eyes went straight down to him. It's pretty, they're pretty impressive. They're these, pretty bad, impressive. these baddies are fresh, aren't they? They're pretty fresh. Um, thank you guys for listening. If this is your first time, again, you're listening to The Good. Um, this is a podcast dedicated to good news and good people and celebrating all the good stuff happening in the world as opposed to focusing on the bad stuff. All the negative. The anti-news. The, an- the, the good news. Anti-good news. No, not anti-good news. Pro-good news. Anti- oh, we're... I was talking about the other news. Yeah. yeah yes. Something correct. like that. Yeah, you get the gist. Anyways, we're going to move on. To our first segment, I don't even know if this is a segment. We always start this off by talking about what's good in our lives. So, what's good, man? Um, it's Valentine's Day today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is we do the, uh, this on Friday, upload it on Mondays. Yeah. So, though, I can are can are going to celebrate Valentine's on Saturday. Really, not celebrate Valentine's because we kind of were too cool for it. Um, we're going to mainly just uh, have a date night, an overnight date night. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. So, really big. Going back to that uh, hotel in the Dallas area, the Romantic Inn and Suites. Um, now it was funny though because Katie made a post on Facebook asking for secret suggestions, and she didn't. She hid it from me, but then told me about it five minutes after she did it. I was like, "Why'd you even do that?" But yeah, Aaron commented on there and said, "Y'all should go back to the Romantic Inn and Suites, which is typically a hotel I think was rented by the hour, so not great." Uh, but yeah, we got a date. Then got to have lunch with my cousin today. He's a pilot, and he'd flown into Wichita. So, oh, he flew in. Yeah, yeah. So he's here with the crew. Oh, so I picked him up from the hotel. Yeah, that's super cool. They can't leave, and so and it's also where they're staying. And here in Wichita, it's not the best place for a layover. So they're only at the hotel. For, I mean, they're at the hotel for over twelve hours, but it's like it's not like a whole lot. They're down there, like right off the highway, past downtown. So you just hate Wichita Falls now. He obviously has been here a ton, so he said everybody else is griping, but he's like, if y'all actually saw what y'all follows, you'd love it. Yeah. Um, so it was cool. I got to hang out with him, talk to him, celebrate with him, so that was fun. So I'm doing great, man. Daughter's great. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Emily and I are also doing a date tomorrow. I think we're doing more of a uh, brunchish date. Don't really know what we're doing yet. Um, Walker went back to daycare. Walker's our, our uh, son. He's been a little bit sick lately. He went back to daycare yesterday. Apparently, he just had the best day ever at daycare. Just smiling and laughing the whole time. They said they were just playing with him the whole time. And then he came, and then he came home and acted sick again. Oh, who's so setting y'all up? Yeah, maybe he just likes daycare more than us for some reason. I don't know. Who knows? But anyways, he had a good day at daycare, so that's good. Um, yeah, maybe that. Nothing's nothing much has, has changed in my life, but nothing there's nothing bad in my life either. Hey, so and that's good. good. Yeah, we're good. 
So that's that. We're going to move on to our haikus. Oh, shoot. Happy hi-hi-a-hi-hi-a-hi-coos! Did you know write one? I did write one. Oh. I forgot that I did, though. Okay, I thought mine didn't work at first. Okay, I'll start. Here's mine. Doing that it's, a, uh, it's a uh, Valentine-related one. So is mine. Is it? Does it have to do with Cupid? No. Okay. Valentine's mascot. Cupid just launching arrows. Irresponsible. <laughs> oh, that's a that's, that's a, a, that's, a, uh, that's, a tri- that's a surprising deceiving five syllable yeah, word. Deceiving could work. Yeah, Cuba just shoots people. Very weird. Um, very weird. Yeah. Overall premise of it, Santa's kind of weird premise. I, I guess. I guess the most holiday mascot, whatever you call them, they're weird. But I think Cuba, this is the weirdest one. Cuba's just like floating around, shooting a bow and arrow at people. Also, that's kind a, of forcing love upon people. That's a that's a damn criminal activity. I it guess. Is. I guess breaking into a home, like Santa does. Yeah, but he that's provides cool. a good value. That's true. He's not just launching, I guess launching weapons does. at people. What if you fall in love with someone you don't want to fall? I don't know. Yeah, he. I don't, Very even, weird. I don't even know if he cares. Does it hurt? He's I got a, He's got a quote of how many arrows he has to shoot, and he's just launching them. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, so irresponsible. That's a good one. My haiku is also somewhat uh, Valentine's related. It is. It's nice to meet you. Just wondering, are you French? Because I feel for you. Oh, gosh. Did you come with that yourself? No. I was looking at pickup lines, and then I, obviously I pieced it together, but. Because I. <laughs> gang, gang. Did you use that on Katie? I did. I tried it initially. And, did it um, work? Listen, she had a rough day here at work, and she just said, do you have anything else? And I was like, okay, <laughs> I love you. She was very sweet about it. Did but you stick with another one after that? Oh, yeah. I, of course, I had to stick it out yeah. see how far I could go. But That was a good one. Sorry it didn't work with Katie. It's a pretty good pickup line, though. Yeah, I got some more in the bag for uh, this weekend. I'm saving for you. All right, we're going to move on to our happy headlines. Super quick episode here. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. We are kind of having to rush through this episode because we have a Valentine's party up here at the office in... 25 minutes we had so, a we had a busy work day yeah and so this got pushed and we didn't want to push it till monday again yeah so we're trying to we're trying to rush through this um this segment is happy headlines the bulk of this podcast while this podcast was created um logan and i both come to the table with uh, a couple headlines that are good news headlines and we talk about them yeah so that's what this segment is um i'm getting better at finding stories yeah there, just, I feel, I just, I feel like you've been were, good at it, I feel like, for a while, but I, mine are still pretty generic, but I'm starting to get better. I feel like there's a lot this week, but I, th- I think some of mine were older, and they were just now posted. Um, but anyways, here's my first one. The headline is, a couple flew home with their adopted infant, strangers threw an impromptu baby shower on the plane. So this couple, Dustin and Karen Moore, they had like nine years trying to, trying to have a baby. Um, they had fertility problems and we're getting treatments for that miscarriages and then i guess they decided on the adoption route and it, it's, it had just been like nine years nine long years of the fertility treatments uh, miscarriages and adoption stress so um, they finally got their baby a beautiful baby girl 
I got her. She's eight days old. They're flying back home. Um, this is a flight from Colorado to California. Um, in the middle of the flight, they realized that the um, baby needed a diaper change. So um, a flight attendant named Jenny um, led the couple to a space where they could um, change the diaper. Um, and then Jenny and another passenger complimented um, like how beautiful their daughter was and um, asked Dustin and Karen what had prompted a flight with such a young baby since the baby was eight days old. Um, Dustin gave them like a shortened story. Um, and they, they told him congratulations and shared some kind remarks. And then Dustin and Karen and the baby um, went back to their seats. And then another flight attendant named Bobby approached uh, Dustin and Karen asking about their uh, little girl. And then like five minutes or so later, uh, they heard Bobby, the other flight attendant, come on the intercom and said, ladies and gentlemen, there's a very special guest on the flight today. She's only eight days old and she's traveling home with her mom and dad. Is that a good intercom voice? Can you do it one more time? No, I won't. Um, so Bobby, you gotta hit that first every time. Oh yeah. So Bobby jumped on the, uh, the intercom or whatever it's called on the plane and, um, announced that they had, there's a special passenger on the plane, this eight year old baby girl. Um, and then he also announced that he'd be passing out napkins and pens for anyone who wanted to jot down a message for the new parents. Um, so then apparently the, the cabin erupted into cheers and applause. And I'm trying to I, like picture this in my head. And I just imagine just the cabin going nuts. Yeah, apparently the, the cabin erupted into cheers and applause. Let's go. And then there's like a steady stream of people that came by to congratulate them. And then they said... Um, Dustin said one of the napkins read, um, I was adopted 64 years ago. Thank you for giving this child a loving family to be a part of. Us adopted kids need a little extra love. Congratulations. That that I, was, I was getting choked up when I was reading this. That earlier. got me. I had to kind of prepare myself to, to talk about this without getting choked up. Um, but I was for sure getting can you Can you imagine being on that plane? You just went this process to adopt, and then you read that, and you're like, Phew. Ugh. Especially after nine years of like trying to have, like trying to have your own baby and, yeah. and not working out, and then getting pregnant and miscarrying, and then all this, all the the whole adoption process, which they said was stressful. They finally got a baby after nine years of going through hurdles, and yeah. Um, so then the flight attendants they bundled up all the this. There apparently there are sixty napkins. Um, that people jotted down some some notes on for them, and um, they got all them, read some of them out loud, and gave them to Dustin and Karen, um, along with a set of pilot wings. So they got their wings, um, and then uh, Dustin said, "What all those perfect strangers and attendants did not know was the emotionally tender state of two brand new parents, parents who, after nine years of trying." thing it's the worst man um parents who after nine years of trying had been blessed with their first child parents who felt scared but determined in their new role and he, he wrote that on on uh twitter and then he followed up with by saying for an entire crew of strangers 
to come together like that, to partake like that, to show us that kind of love and kindness meant everything to us. Um, and then it went on to say this whole uh, story got out because uh, Dustin typed like a thread of tweets or mm-hmm. uh, tweeted like a thread of tweets on on Twitter. And it um, got into why he posted it on Twitter and it said um, that he's like a registered dietitian working toward a doctorate in public health. And he's also on the graduate graduate program coordinator at a university in California. And he said that he was fuming on Sunday, I guess the, the week before on Sunday, the week before the, the plane flight. Um, he was, oh no, sorry, the week, the Sunday after the plane uh, flight that Sunday. He said he was fuming about something that happened at work and considered writing about it on Twitter. But then he thought better of it and he, he said, um, I said to myself, how about posting or pointing out something good? Mm. I was tired of going to my Twitter feed and seeing something horrible somebody had done. I wanted to contribute something uh, uplifting. So he wrote about the flight and his experience and the story got out. And Jeez. it's a pretty touching story. It's a super touching story. There's there's few things for me more emotional than adoption. Yeah. That was almost your first one on the good. The good, first what? Like just complete let loose cry. Yeah. If I want to have read that story before, it might have been. Jeez, man. So just want to call it there? Uh, we'll yeah. Keep, we can keep going. Yeah. Um, That's a great story, man. That makes me super happy. Our first one is, uh, the headline is, photo shows two-year-old in wheelchair and all when seeing Target ad with boy like him. Um. And this boy, the story's about his name's Oliver Garza Pena, E-N-A? Pena. Pena, sorry. Well, it's about to get worse. Um, so Oliver, who turns two next month, has... Let me turn this up. Cardinal regression syndrome. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Nope. We're going to call it CRS. Okay. That's what I'm going to call it. The article doesn't refer to it as that. Caudal regression syndrome. You nailed it. Um, it impairs the development of the lower half of his body and uses a wheelchair to get around. And so the family's from Arizona. And during a trip to Target, um, the young boy came across an advertisement featuring a boy who looks just like him using a wheelchair. Have you seen this picture? Yeah. Brutal. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this, you can go on Facebook to Ollie's World. Um, and they have a Facebook page. Um, but the, they posted on the page and said, thank you, Target. Today, Oliver stopped um, he dead in his tracks and turned back around to see a picture that he had spotted. He started staring at it and all. He recognized another boy like him, smiling and laughing on a display at Target. Oliver sees kids every day but never gets to see kids like him. This is amazing. I'm so happy that other kids that pass through here with their parents will see it. There's a lot of focus representing diversity, but representing people with disabilities is just as important. And then there's an edit to the post that says, this post was shared so much that it made made it to the family of the boy in the Target display. Um, thank you, Colton and Massachusetts, for making a difference. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the cutest picture of this kid ever. Um, I guess I just don't think about that. Yeah. So shout out to Target for um, taking the time to, to think of that. Um, this CRS affects one... Out of two point one to two point five of every ten thousand newborns, um, 
So, yeah, not a uh, ideal situation, but Oliver seems to be rocking it. Yeah, cutest kid ever. Saw some solidarity from an ad in Target. Just real quick, I know they can't see this, but look at this kid. Is that a uh, Ollie? Yeah. Oh, he is the cutest kid I ever. See, I saw the picture of him looking uh, at, at it at Target. Yeah, looking at it. This is one of the coolest pictures ever. So shout out to Target and shout out to Ollie. Yeah. All right. My next one is <clears throat> Georgia boy pulled his sister out of house fire and went back in to save the family dog. He's five years old. Um, so yeah, this five-year-old boy in Georgia named Noah Woods. Um, he woke up one night and there were flames and smoke in his bedroom, but he didn't panic and he took action and probably saved like his whole family. So he is one of eight family members, um, asleep in their home. And then he woke up in his room and saw the smoke and the flames in the bedroom. And he also shares this bedroom with his two year old sister. Um, so after waking up and seeing the flames and stuff, he jumped out of bed uh, grabbed his two-year-old sister and got out of the house through an open window. So I guess there was an open window in their room, and he got out of that bad boy with his two-year-old sister. Um, but he didn't. He didn't stop there. He went back in and got the family dog and pulled it out to safe safety. And then he ran next door to his uncle's house for help. And uh, both uh, both of them together, they alerted the rest of the family. So I guess. I don't know if the, fam- the other the rest of the family was just sleeping through it. Oh wow! So it said it said like the fire started in in Noah's room. So I don't know if it just like hadn't reached the rest of the house and he was just going. He was like had already completed his hero mode before his family even knew about the fire. Ali, they're just sleeping and he's out there just res- rescuing people. People. Um, oh, every, everyone made it out safely. Um, his Noah's granddad said. Uh, by the grace of God, all nine of our loved ones were able to get out of our home. Um, if it wasn't for Noah, we may not be here today. Mm. And then the Barton County Fire Department, um, they recognized Noah um, as a honorary Bartow County firefighter and presented him with a life-saving award typically reserved for professional rescuers. So, well, typically reserved for... Noah, because he's a professional rescuer. Yeah. Yeah. What else so, makes you a professional rescuer besides rescuing people? Well, your family's just sleeping. Yeah. Five years old. Most most kids are waking up to play with like Legos. Dude, five at five, I wake up, fire, grab my Xbox, getting out. You know? <laughs> Noah's a hero. Yeah, Noah's grabbing his sister, jumping out a window, then yeah. going back in and getting the dog. <laughs> Wonder- <laughs> Maybe he just didn't have access to the rest of his family because of where the fire was situated or whatever. Or he was going in his brain order of importance. <laughs> I hope not, but you got to do what you got to do. And Noah's a hero. That's a good one. This one's a, a quick, uh, real quick hitter, but um, man wins $100,000 lottery prize after retrieving the ticket he mistakenly threw in the trash. So... I was kind of wondering this whole time why I couldn't figure out what this guy's name was, but they don't post the winner of a lottery, mm-hmm. and that makes a lot of sense. Um, but the guy's from South Carolina, and he won $100,000 in the lottery. And so I guess the next day he's looking at the numbers. This is on January 24th. 
and he saw that he had drawn the, he matched the right numbers, 9, 15, 25, 27, and 30. He said he couldn't believe it, started looking for the ticket, and Ross, he'd thrown it away. That's got to be a helpless feeling. Can you imagine knowing that there's $100,000 somewhere in your trash can? Yeah. Hoping that it's still there. Um, but he somehow uh, dug it out. The odds of winning that particular lottery prize were reported to be 1 in 501,942. So not great odds. Not great odds. But the odds probably go way higher if you factor in the fact that he had to dig it out of the dumpster. <laughs> so it was a dumpster. So I don't know what the odds are. It's got to be close to oh, one. So it wasn't even his trash can at his no, house? No, 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 no. It was in the dumpster. Um, so he uh, he said that what he plans on doing with the winnings is setting up a college fund for his grandkids and donating the rest to charity. <laughs> Man, I'm glad he found that ticket then. He's doing something good with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't imagine. It's like winning the lottery twice. Yeah. You win the lottery, which is one in over 500,000, and then... Then you got to go dig out a crumpled piece of paper out of a dumpster. I wonder if he wrote the numbers down. He would have had to. Yeah, I guess. Man, I don't know. (laughs) What a... Yeah. But shout out to this guy um, for winning the lottery and for setting his grandkids up and also... Donate the rest of charity. Yeah. All right. I got a couple quick hitters. My first one is Australian girl donates her own birthday money to save 14 kittens. I'm not the I'm not a big kitten guy. But, yeah, man, I'm not either. Um, or cat guy. Um, but still pretty cool that she used her birthday money. Um, so this girl's name is Lucinda. She received like 50 bucks from her mom and dad for her um, birthday, and she used all of that money to save 14 little kittens that she happened to run into on a running track near her house. So um, what she used the $50 for, um, she basically just used it f- to get a taxi. So she gathered up all 14 cats and then got a taxi so she could take all the 14 cats to a animal rescue center. So I guess uh, the cab ride cost 50 bucks. She paid them. Took all the cats to a animal rescue center. What do you think the cab driver and thought? <laughs> rolled up and was like, hey, can I? One, two, three. I don't, maybe, that's, maybe that's why it's 50 bucks. Yeah. I don't know how much cabs usually cost because I never take a cab. But I don't know. It's it's cool that like when I got birthday money, I'm about to buy me like a new Power Ranger figurine For or sure. something. I'm super stoked about that. For and sure. all the opportunities of toys I can buy. I know. She's out here using all her birthday money to... to get a cab so she can save some cats. Yep. I think one of the things I'm learning on this podcast is whether it's humans, animals, the environment, there's something cool about when someone sees something and then when it gets inconvenient and they go above and beyond to make it happen. Yeah. It would be easy just to kind of move on. Yeah. So. I did tr- uh, try to save a, uh, a goose out here at Sykes Lake one time. It had like a like a hook in its leg. I tried to go up to it and catch it and pull the hook out and it wouldn't let me. It was like wobbled away from me. It's like limping. It's kind of sad. If you were an eight-year-old kid, according to all the stories we pulled out. I know. He probably would have made it happen. He probably, would he probably Eight-year-old Jared would have made that yeah, happen. They, they would have put more effort in than I did. But you tried. I tried. You know what, man? And that's what the good I is. I tried. I mean, I looked at it and kept walking. Yeah. I was like, oh, you got a hook. Hey, you got a hook in your leg. Good I, luck. I tried to tell him. Yeah. All you can do, man. My, uh, my last one, uh, I thought this was super cool because I never thought about this. 
uh, after the Super Bowl. But 30,000 pounds of leftover Super Bowl food saved from landfill and donated to charity. So rather than just rotting, all this food just rotting in the landfill, they saved 30,000 food um, from the Super Bowl to help feed hungry Flor- Floridians. Is that what you'd say? Floridians? Floridians? Floridians. Man, dude, I'm <laughs> Bush League today. Um, so yeah, all the uneaten food from uh, the game at Hard Rock Stadium has been donated to local shelters throughout southern Florida. NFL Green. I've never heard of that. But I guess that's an organization. Uh, they partnered with Center Plate and Food Recovery Charity um, to get the food. And it was a massive volunteer mission um, to get it and get it to the right place. Um, the quote is, we knew food um, insecurity impacts one in seven people in the state of Florida. Uh, through our work with Center Plate and NFL Green, we can make sure excess food from the Super Bowl um, and the Miami Beach Convention Center helps to feed individuals and families throughout Miami while also not contributing to the growth um, of waste crisis in the United States. Yeah, like the food was uneaten wings, ribs, tenderloins, um, charcuteries, one of my favorite words. Some fancy Super Bowl food. I know. And from like, these are not just like from the, like this is from like concession stands, but also like VIP booths. Okay. They got everything. What you need to do with all that? Just grind it all up together, bake it, and you got yourself a dope casserole. Oh, you know that'd be a good casserole. Yeah. But yeah, the food is expected to feed 20,000 people. Oh, dang. Uh, after it's all successfully distributed between the Miami Rescue Mission um, and several other places, including like house shelters. And so, yeah, but everybody who worked on this project was uh, was 100% volunteer. So they worked. I mean, this is this picture in, in this article is from day three. Um, of them still like loading trucks up and unloading them where they need, need to go. And from a logistics standpoint, that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. You don't get to just throw it in coolers. Yeah. You got to find ways to move it and it not spoil. Yeah. So they did it and that saved, I mean, that's a lot of 30,000, I mean, 20,000 people getting fed. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So shout out Man, to them for all, going about All I want to eat right now is a leftover Super Bowl food casserole now. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Some ribs and some charcuterie and some notches all together. Is there a better... Charcuterie is a good word. It is. It's a very weird word. Uh It's probably French or something. Yeah. It sounds kind of French. I don't know. All right. You got anything else? No, man. This was a... uh, A quickie. Putting the feet down and rolling. Yep. Say quickie? Yeah. On Valentine's Day? We got got five minutes to this Valentine's party, so we're, we're about to get out of here. But... Thank you guys for listening. We hope you have a great week. And as always, be on the lookout for the good. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on.